It is Friday, 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 August 6th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. I am Brandon Beliso, and this is Success Never Sleeps, where we gather together as a collective, small business owners, in particular martial arts school owners, and we ask the hard questions. We ask the right questions, and we're looking for answers to help us create our version of success. And I think that's what's really cool. You know, the only dumb question is the one you're not willing to ask. So I'm very passionate about discovery, right? Because that's where some of the greatest ideas come from. Do you realize some of the greatest successes came by accident, came out of mistakes, came out of just being free to explore? I think often as a small business owner, I'm just afraid. So I sit here, I sit here and I'm paralyzed. Somebody said that really well. They called it analysis paralysis, right? Analysis paralysis. And for some people, you know, that, that, that's a huge challenge, right? That's a huge, huge challenge that they simply don't do anything. And then year after year after year, they're not scaling their business. They're not monetizing their business at the level that they deserve because they're afraid to fail. And I was talking to a parent last night about that. I was saying, you know what? Failure is part of success. And if you can't embrace failure, then you definitely can't embrace success. If you're not ready to lose, then you're not ready to win. And I always use the analogy, I think the best, you know, real crazy average in baseball is like 400, right? If you're hitting 400, you're just like a rock star. Well, that means the other 60% of the time you're failing. Steph Curry, one of the most prolific three-pointers in the world, I think he's like 43%. That means the other 57% of the time he's failing. So if you're not ready to fail, go get a day job because you are going to fail. And when I speak to school owners every day, not just with what we're going through right now, but all the time, their biggest fear is a failure. And if you, whatever you focus on expands. So if you focus on failure, guess what? You're going to fail. You're going to fail. And that's the long and short. I can't slice or dice that any other way for you. Okay. And I want you to be really mindful of, of that. So I want to thank my sponsors. Um, I lost their slide because this computer crashed, but there they are, right in the corner. Who do we have? My studio. For me, simply the best CRM system out there. Always growing, always innovating, always updating. They listen to us. You know, I think the big thing is, is having the empathy. If you understand technology, things just don't roll out when you want them to, and things aren't perfect. But if you're committed to bettering your product all the time, especially when it comes to technology, which changes at a breakneck speed, then you're with a good company. I think the death of a tech company is when they have no updates, they have no innovation, they have nothing going on, and then they become obsolete. And that happens real fast. And we've witnessed that in our industry with different CRM systems that come around and then they're gone. Think about how many have come and gone because they don't, they run out of budget because it takes money. It takes a lot of money to keep paying developers to develop more, you know, um, features of their products. Cool. Kids love life skills. Simply the best character development system out there. We've used it. I cultivated it. We have over 300 schools worldwide using it. I will say it's the best because I see the results that it's yielding us in our school. The growth rate we're experiencing right now in our schools is phenomenal. And I believe because parents see us as an investment. It's not something that they, they can, you know, it's not an extracurricular activity. It's a must for many of our families. And for that, I'm truly grateful. Talk to Marco Mazzola and get signed up for Kids Love Life Skills. Elsie Accounting, my sister, I love her. You know, she's been my rock in many ways through this, this thing. She has helped me get the PPP, the EIDL, the ERC, everything out there work, work constantly. And I know I make her crazy some days, but I know she's got my back. 
And it's hard to say that about a lot of people in the financial part, right? She's got my back and I can say that hands down. Uh, she's got the keys to my kingdom and that's because I trust her and you should too. And last but not least, market muscles. Here's our numbers. I looked at it, right? We started in almost like, I don't know, the first week of uh, July with them. So we didn't have a full month. So for the first three weeks, we had 195, 195, okay? 195 leads. And I personally am handling all these leads right now, okay? And I made no qualms about it. I didn't change their copy. I haven't done anything. I didn't change the sequences, nothing, nothing, nothing. So write down 195 for the first three weeks, okay? So we had one more week, which fell in this month, right? I don't know, it's August 6th today. So from August 1st to August 6th, I don't know if you can see that, or you can't see that, 56, 56 more leads. And I'm answering every one of them myself. I would say, someone do the math for me, put it in the comments. What's 155, 195, and 56? 195 and 56. What is that? 251? Am I right? Somebody put it in there for me. My mind's not on addition right now. Someone put it in the comments, okay? And I've checked all of them. I can honestly say, I can honestly say that probably 40 of them, no one's responding back to our texts or emails. That's okay. I'm cool with that. But I can say, you know, roughly 40 to 50 in there. But, but out of that, out of that, I posted the numbers the other day. In the last three weeks with Market Muscles, between two locations, we were over like 60 new students, 65. Right? It's crazy. The numbers are nuts. Good. Thanks for putting that in there. So let me say hi to some of the people. And that's why I'm staring into my phone. Who do we have? James Walker. What's happening, sir? Jason Smith. What's happening, sir? Mish. Sensei Mish. Chris. What's up, Chris? Conrad, respect martial arts, Agora Hills, California. Put in your name. Put in the name of your school. Let us know you're tuning in. Matthew, what's happening, Matthew? First time I'm seeing you here. Welcome, Matthew, to the show. Welcome to the tribe. This is Success Never Sleeps. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And as you come aboard, let me know. I'd love to give you a shout out. I love doing that because we are a collective. The one thing you can trust and know from me, I've been here through all of this with you. I will continue to be here for you. I've been here pre-pandemic. I'll be here long after this is over. What I try to bring to the table, somebody asked me that question yesterday, and I want to answer it publicly. They said to me, because they're looking at me as a mentor, you know, what qualifies you to be a mentor? I said, you know what? I appreciate that, right? Because they started with, I don't mean to be offensive. I said, you're not. You should ask that question. I said, the better question is, what data do I have? What data do I have to offer you? Well, I'll talk to any of my clients. They're everywhere. They're here. They're everywhere. But look at our numbers. Two schools, San Francisco and Millbrae, worst shutdown conditions possible. Possible. We are still standing, and we're not only surviving, we're thriving. That's hard data. I think as a mentor, my ability to pivot and be fluid in order to be relevant, in order to be Sustainable and profitable is really one of my mindsets. Two, data again. I'm a third-generation business owner, a I version. So it's ill-fated to simply be an information taker. Listen to this guy, listen to this guy, listen to this guy. And you yourself have no freaking opinion on what it is you truly want to do with your life or what's holding you back. 
So in talking to this client, I said, well, let's take data. You've been with four different mentors over a six, seven year period, right? Your school had 100 students six, seven years ago. You have 100 students today. Data tells me the one consistent variable in this is you. And he says, what do you mean? It's you. It's you. I think the challenge that really exists here is you. He goes, wow, no one's ever said that to me before. I said, I will. Because as a small business owner, the personal development is really important. Other than the IRS, who tells you what to do? Nobody. Nobody. So it's really up to you to wake up every day and sink or swim, right? So your mindset is vital. That's why I was on a cover magazine. They call me the master of the mindset. I wake up every day and I'm cultivating this mindset this mindset of balance, of success, of happiness, of growth. I live and die by that. And that's why I'm qualified to work with you. And data's data. Look what I've done with all these different schools. Talk to schools that I've rebranded. Everything from Centerpoint Martial Arts, Inspire Martial Arts, Excellent Martial Arts, Believe Martial Arts, Empower Martial Arts, Focus Martial Arts, um, Uplift Martial Arts, Elevate Martial Arts. The list goes on and on and on on and on. I've worked with schools for well over a decade now. That is data. Plus, I've consistently been here. That's the other thing that is data-driven. All of that is data. Don't go with some fly-by-night, someone who puts up a good WordPress site or tells you, I'm a, you know, I'm a social media guy. Anybody can sing that song. Data. Get referrals like you would a plumber or anybody else. Talk to people. That's important as well. Cool? All right. I just wanted to share that because that came across the wire to me and I was like, wow, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So this one came across and, and I want to answer this question. If you have a question, please put it down here. Let's see if I got any questions. Jason Smith says here, send them my way. Talk to Jason Smith over at uh, Believe Martial Arts. Okay. I'm ready to implement rotating curriculum, but not sure how to pull the trigger. Any thoughts? There's tons of thoughts. I mean, when it comes to rotating curriculum, I love it. It made a huge difference in what we did. I remember when Roland Osborne taught it to me 10 years ago, well, introduced me to it, and I became a student of rotating curriculum. We went from 350 to 600 in a two-year period. 350 to 600 in a two-year period. I can tell you, honestly, the fact that our curriculum so dialed in and it's rotating to move from in-person classes to online last year, was almost a seamless integration. And we're still running close to four or 500 students online now because our curriculum is so powerful, so laid out, so spelled out that parents get it, students get it, and we get it. So how to pull that trigger? Pull the freaking trigger, pull it and go for it. But the big thing before you do that is crafting black belt back, right? Black belt back. That's the big thing with rotating curriculum. Put down all the requirements you want. What does a black belt have to do? All of them. And then simply spread them out from white belt up to black belt. You know, once we started doing that, we actually have a form that was in white belt. We moved all the way up to year four. See, so you got to remember when people cultivated martial arts, they didn't sit there and think progressive. This is what a beginner does. This is what a year one student does. This is what year two. There was no rhyme or reason. They just made up stuff and they did it and they practiced it and tested it. And that's where it got, that's where it laid. So when this form was made that sat in year one, he wasn't thinking about growing the school. He wasn't thinking about is this age specific, skill level specific? Does it empower the student? Does it build and make them a better martial artist? None of it. 
There was no rhyme or reason. That's why this form got moved up into year four. That was the beautiful thing about it is once I took all the requirements that a black belt was going to do, I was able to look at them and go, okay, beginner will have a blocking set. Year one will have a blocking exercise. Year two will have a blocking exercise. Year three, put a kicking one. Beginner, year one, year two, year three. Great. Put a form. Beginner, year one, year two, year three. Sparring. Beginner, year one, year two, year three. Great. Self-defense. And you're able to systematically lay this out so you're not sitting there for three months. All you're doing is sparring. And there's no blocking. There's no punching. There's nothing. So you can really look at it. And, and if anybody wants my Excel spreadsheet with our curriculum on it, I'll happily send that to you. Just uh, reach out to Marco Mozzola and we'll make sure that we do that for you. So if you're not sure how to pull the trigger, then I would say you're not ready to pull the trigger. Because when we rolled that thing out, we were so on point. But we knew what was important for us is we knew it didn't have to be perfect. As I learned from Lynette Lay of my studio when we were at Harvard, get it out is better than get it perfect. Because once it's out there, you can see the holes in your game, right? And then you can make adjustments. I can talk theory all day long about what I'm going to do. But until I stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with you and I throw that combination, I don't know if it works or not. I don't know if there's holes in my game or not. It's the same thing here, that an analysis paralysis that Conrad you know, shared with me before out of respect martial arts is super important. Don't get paralyzed. Get it out there and pivot, adjust. But again, communication is the big thing. When we rolled this out, we shared with our parents, if this doesn't work, we'll change it. Give us feedback. We want input. It was a collective. And they knew our goal was to, to do what, though? Here's the kicker. Live your best life. That's what we do. That's our mantra in our school. We are moving into rotating curriculum to help our students live their best life. They'll be more proficient. It's about learning and comprehension, not memorization. Oh, I can get aboard that. Great. So they can handle the shortcomings. They can handle the missteps. They can handle your adjustments. They can handle all of it if you communicate, right? But if it's this dictatorship, this is the way I'm doing it. And your team's going, what? And your school's going, what? That's a bad day. You feel me? So if you can pre-frame it and set it up right, then you're going to be able to pull the trigger. But from this question that I'm seeing here, what I really feel you're saying is you're not ready. So I would send your curriculum over. Let's, let's set up a, a, a consulting call, right? We can do it by half hour, an hour. Let me look at your curriculum. Let's go through that together or, or better yet, better yet. Join us for the It's Time group mentoring. We got rotating curriculum for the next couple of months. It's 99 bucks a month. We have a bunch of Zoom meetings today. I'm going to show the group my grid at 1230 today, right? In our It's Time group mentoring, I'm going to show them my grid and how we laid ours out and how we strategize and the logic behind it. So when they design their curriculum, they'll be able to do that. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let me take a deep breath here. Take a sip of coffee. Right. I drink coffee. That's, I, I probably shouldn't drink coffee. <laughs> mm. Let's see what's going on in my comments here, Marco. Where are the questions? Oh, man, this thing's rolling fast. All right, keep posting those questions. I'm going to take another one right here. Oh, this is, this is important, right? How do you address inappropriate attire and language? 
when it when it's the parents. You know, I'm going to tell you that's a very 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 sensitive subject, sir. Very sensitive because in 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 today's um, climate, you could appear that you're discriminatory. So you have to be extremely mindful. And for us to tell somebody that you're dressed inappropriate, that could be a rough one, right? I mean, I, I know this is probably not the best example, but I'm going to use it. People are always posting videos, right, about the way people dress in Walmart. And some of it's pretty extreme, right? Some of it's pretty like, oh, wow, really? But could you imagine what would happen if there was a Walmart greeter stopping people at the door going, you can't come in here dressed like this? Think about this for a moment. What would happen? Do you believe that would be a major lawsuit? Anyone, put it in the comments. Do you believe that would be a major lawsuit? Blasphemy, coffee is the nectar of the gods. Hey, Jake, we got Jake watching us. What's happening, Jake? Do put in the name of your school, sir, and tell us, tell us that you're watching. I, I, I'd love to know what your school is and where you're tuning in from, Jake. Cool. So just think about that, Jason, right? If you sat there and said to this mom, you were dressed, or, or, or dad, whoever it is, you were dressed inappropriately, that could be, ooh, that could be a really bad day, right? And then the language, the language is a different issue. I would just make sure that, you, you know, that's not a public thing. I would just take them in private and sit together and have that conversation. And of course, I would be humble with her. I would say, ma'am, you know, based upon our values and our culture, it's really important that, that, that you know, we, we cultivate this environment. But I would never say, you dress inappropriate. Your language is bad, right? But honestly, think about it. If someone's using inappropriate language in your school, are you going to fix that? I don't think so. If someone doesn't have enough common sense not to use cursing or anything like that in an environment with kids, I don't know if you're going to correct that, sir. If they're going to dress the way they dress, right? I remember once I was doing a self-defense workshop and it says, you know, dress with athletic clothing, be comfortable to work out. This girl walks into my self-defense workshop in a mini skirt and pumps. I kid you not. She had some platform things about seven inches high. And I said, uh, ma'am, it might be very challenging to work out in that clothing. And she said to me, well, this is the way I dress. And I want to practice as if it's real. I said, okay, well, I grew up with four sisters, right? And the one thing I understood is that, and also being a guy, and I'm just going to say this because I think across the board, data would say this. If you choose to dress that way, call it suggestive, call it sexy, call it, I don't know, whatever, I don't know what word you want to put on it. You might be inviting unwelcome attention. When I teach a self-defense workshop to girls going to college, I tell them, you know, when you're moving around that campus, I want you to be sharp, tennis shoes, right? sweatpants so you can move fast you can run you can kick you do what you got to do so jason it's really a no-win situation sir because if you sit them and you have this conversation and say well you know our school policy is you you can't dress like this what you know the language thing is something you might be able to share a little more but if a parent is consciously coming into an environment with kids and they're choosing to curse, use inappropriate language and what you consider 
inappropriate attire. I don't know if you're going to fix that, sir. At some point, you may decide this isn't a good fit for us. You can do that, but you have to be very sensitive here, sir. Very, very sensitive because you could appear discriminatory. And that's all I'm going to say about that. If I were you, Jason, I would have, you know, Letitia does HR for us too. I would have her run that up a flagpole and see what that means, right? To see what that means. And I'm in, I'm really into, in our culture, Jason, I'm into creating an environment that we're all big kids and we play well together. You will not walk into my school and see signs anywhere that says, don't be on your cell phone. Don't do this. No mats on the shoes. We do none of that. We don't even have a rule sheet. When you come in, when I first started my school, I had a rule sheet that was two pages long and the parent had to sign it and submit it. That's awful. Again, think about relationships, relationships, right? This person doesn't work for you or anything. Think about relationships. Could you imagine dating somebody, Jason, where you say to them, great, we're going to date. You got to agree to this and sign it. I'll wait. It's not going to happen. It's the same thing here. Maybe it's not a good, yeah. See, Letitia's saying here, it's, oh man, it's very sensitive. Oh, Jake, yeah, your son Jacob. Absolutely. Jacob was in our after school program, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, see, we got one of our dads hanging out with us. Awesome, sir. I'm grateful that you're here. So, again, be extremely mindful of that, Jason. Extremely mindful. It's very sensitive, as Letitia is saying, and you're treading thin ice. You really are. You might just decide at some point if you can't have a very diplomatic conversation, and it's one I would think out. It's one I would discuss with my HR and say, what can I say and what I cannot say, right? I want to be extremely mindful of that. We were just having a whole discussion about that because right now with the variants and everything, kids are going to come up sick. But you know what? Pandemic or not. Kids get sick all the time. It doesn't mean they have COVID. So we're just discussing what's going to be our policy if a kid's not feeling well. We can't assume he has COVID. We can't isolate him and quarantine him. I'm not a freaking doctor. I don't have a rapid COVID test. I can't do that. That could be appear very discriminatory. We will call their parent and have them come picked up. That you can do. But to sit there and make this decision, you're not a doctor. You didn't give him a COVID test or anything. Just assume because it's COVID, this kid's sick. Isolate, quarantine, make the parent. You could be treading thin ice. So again, we're going to look at that policy now, especially with after school rolling out and all those different things and say to ourselves, you know, what is good protocol? And we're going to tighten that up. So I, I know that's not the best answer for that question, Jason. I mean, Jay, uh, yeah, Jason, but think about it. Okay. Quick commercial break. I've got a podcast. I have several podcasts now. My first podcast, of course, is This Success Never Sleeps. You can listen to the audio. A lot of people dig it. It's at their leisure. They like to plug it in, uh, as well as I have mindful meditation, right? I believe your mind is the biggest muscle on your body. You need to exercise that mind. You need to control that mind. You need to grow that mindset. Mindful meditation. That's another podcast I have. Look for that and look for Success Never Sleeps. Available where? Everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Cool? My It's Time group mentoring, I encourage you to join. It's $99 a month. We're on rotating curriculum for the next two months. Marco will put the link in there. Make sure you get signed up, especially if you need to work on your rotating curriculum. Right? And I'm very proud. You know, 
I look at someone like uh, Ageless Martial Arts, Lorenzo Sandoval. That guy just had his best month ever. He's up to 150 students. He's never experienced that in his entire martial arts career. So I'm very proud of that as well. I think what I love about working with the underdog, what I love about working with the small school owner is just that, right? We're a small business. Nine out of 10 small businesses fail in the first year. If you make it to year three, seven out of 10 fail. You make it to year five, five out of 10 fail. If you make it past that year seven, three out of 10, something like that. I love the underdog. I just love the underdog. I love the happy ending at the end of the movie. I love when all odds look like it's against them. Boom, and the good guy wins. That's my thing. That's my thing. I like challenges. I do. And talk to Jason Smith, Marco Mazzola, Conrad, you know, from Respect Martial Arts, everybody that's here, you know, they're still standing. And I'm proud of that. And I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful, super grateful. All right, let me find another question. Here we go. All right. And do put your questions in, you know, and, and, and let me know if I miss someone's question, okay? Hey, Paul. Thank you for the beautiful t-shirt, Paul. I love my I am family. But you know what I was thinking before I, I hop into this question? The t-shirt has I am family, right? But it's all in one color. I think I would break that up. I would make the I one color, the am one color, and the family another color, sir. Take your three brand colors. What are your three school colors, right? Every brand should have three primary colors, sir. Because I know you don't separate. You don't separate the I from the am, the am from family. But I believe it would stand out better and read better if, if you're going to do that, which I have to look at success never sleeps, right? Look at the S. The S is red. What I would consider, sir, is making the I one color, the am another color, and family another color. You feel me? So next time you do a run on that, think about that. And send it over to me beforehand. Joey, what's up? Joey Velez. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I'm hearing this a lot, okay? My school is growing fast, but I am getting burnt out. I'm having a hard time hiring staff. What do I do? Well, number one, I would focus on the positive versus the negative. Not, not to discount this, right? I don't want to discredit your feelings. I don't want to not validate your feelings. So just put that on hold for a minute. The first thing I would look at is the good news. The good news is your school is growing in a pandemic. That is awesome. Under any condition, right? Your school is growing. Every day I wake up, that would be my song. My school is growing. My school is growing. Make a freaking song. You need something to get you out of bed. That's the first thing. Two, I understand you're burning out. I am working harder than I ever have in probably the past five years. We opened Millbury six years ago. That I worked really hard. Build out, building the school. That I worked hard on. But you know what? Millbury was a million-dollar school by year three. That's pretty badass, don't you think? I think it is. I think it is. So if you were experiencing burnout and you don't have a team right now, what are the options? Not a lot. You want to fail? You want your school to close? Apollo 13, baby, if failure is not an option. Failure is not an option. These schools take care of my team. So these schools cannot close. 
I can generate other revenue streams. I have other revenue streams. These schools serve the community. These schools take care of my family, the bulk of our personal expenses, and these schools take care of my team. They will not fail. Will not, will not. So the reason we're having a hard time hiring staff is number one, you know, when we cut our staff right away, which we did when the pandemic first hit, smart business, two biggest expenses, payroll and rent, payroll and rent, cut them. Get your rent deferred, cut your, cut your staff, your owner comes back to work, right? Because I'm the only guy who doesn't get paid beyond my personal bills at this point, okay? Beyond my personal expenses, I don't get paid. But I can, I can work. See, that, that's the cool thing about being the owner. So, so many of these guys that didn't slide back in and start working, that's ill-fated. Small school owner, you were working before the pandemic, you're working 10 times harder now. So, we understand it is harder to hire people because nobody wants to work right now. And we're experiencing that everywhere. Between unemployment and the stimulus, people have gotten paralyzed, right? They're freaking in a coma. They're in a coma. They're in that house for a year and a half. They don't want to come out and work. They don't. And if, if we can keep feeding them with unemployment and a stimulus, why go back to work? I make more on unemployment than I do with you. I get that. What a great opportunity. A great opportunity to do what? Get your people up to what they should be making. And just, you know, we're gathering salaries and data and all that right now because I believe every one of my instructors should be making the same money as a school teacher. Well, they don't have a degree. Yes, they do. If they've been with you 10 years or longer, they have a freaking degree. Okay? So we're looking at that. And what we're actually doing in our business is we're taking SBAs so that we can pay people better. Our after-school program is rolling out. And, and, and here's something unique. Here, here's one of the phenomenas that are happening right now. San Francisco, we've had two or three after-school programs reach out to us and say, can you please start an after-school program? Number one was from the YMCA. They're understaffed. Yeah, that's because you're the YMCA and you're going to pay YMCA wages. I don't know what they pay. So I don't want to say it that way. I'm just saying, you know, you're going to go work at McDonald's. You're going to get McDonald's wages, minimum wage to begin, right? To begin. So we're looking at that. And Honestly, we're giving our people incredible raises, but we're going to do that through an SBA. Who is your best investment? Your team. Will it pay dividends maybe in this moment? No, but will it pay dividends down the road? Absolutely. Why do you put money into Apple stock? Because it may not pay dividends today, but it will 10 years from now, 20 years from now. It's the same thing here. I don't believe it's a gamble to take this SBA loan and get my people rocking. No, it's saying, I value you. You're important to this company. I'm going to pay you freaking well. Well, not good. Well, I want to pay people so much better. And so we're taking an SBA. So that's the first thing. If you can, and if you don't, you're not in a position, you don't have the resources, take a loan. Do what you got to do. I always use that story. When I had no staff, I was doing all the teaching. And I lift my head up. I'm going, well, I got a bunch of kids helping me assist and I have 350 students. What do I do? I took a credit card with $50,000 on it. I hired somebody to do front desk, payroll, hiring, firing, all the stuff that I could take off my plate so I could do what? Teach more, teach more. That was a smart move. Within one year, I was able to pay back that 50,000 on the credit card and we shot up. 
So be mindful of that. You may need to do that right now. You may need to take a loan of some sort and pay somebody better than anybody in the martial arts industry. Anybody possibly could. Better than unemployment and the stimulus to get good talent. That is what we had to do with our after-school program. I'm sitting there going, no one's applying for this job. What do we need to do? Just pay better, pay better, right? And then last, getting burnt out. You know, I'll say it quietly to a key, couple of key people like my sister, Letitia. I'll say it to my wife and I'll say it to TJ. Well, I guess I'm saying it publicly. I feel it too. I feel it, you know? At the end of the day, when I'm sitting there on Saturday, right? Mind you, I've taught five days, day six, and I'm sitting there 7.30 in the morning with a leaf blower like this, blowing out the parking lot one more time. I just saw that pop up in my feed, folks. You've been teaching outdoor for a year. Celebrate. <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate. And I'm leaf blowing this thing. I realize it is real important. If you want to overcome your burnout, you need a system of checks and balances, first of all, right? And for me, every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is meditate. And I thank God and I pray. I'm grateful that both our businesses are still standing. I'm grateful God gives me health to work one more day. I'm grateful that he gives me the mindset of faith. Faith is in believing in what you can't see. I believe we are going to come through this pandemic with flying colors. I believe. I believe. And so every day I wake up with that belief and I honor that belief by getting out there, putting on my big boy pants, pulling up my bootstraps and making it happen. So managing that burnout after I meditate, I eat, you know, I'm in the best shape physically I've been in years, mentally in years, emotionally. You know why? When I knew I had to come back to work, right? At 59 years old or 58 at the time, I knew that I'm going to have to be 20 and I need to have that mindset. So I just adjusted my game plan. I dropped 25 pounds. I make sure that there's a certain amount of me time. When those kids go to bed at 1030, I open my computer and I work and I have the TV on and I do what I got to do. We're going out of town this weekend for just one night before the kids go back to school. You got to have a system of checks and balances in place to overcome burnout. Like Rocky said, it's not how hard you hit somebody. It's about how hard you get hit and you keep moving forward. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Only the strong will survive this. Only the strong will survive. And that is why we're witnessing domestic violence at an all-time high, suicide at an all-time high, divorce rate at an all-time high, depression, anxiety, on and on, on and on. Now, I don't want to be judgmental, but the strong will survive. So you thought you were strong before, you need to become stronger, right? Thus, I lost the weight. I shifted my mindset a little bit, added a couple of different things I do in there to make sure that I'm on point. There's time for my kids. There's time for, I just, that's it. I haven't been on a plane since this thing started. I haven't traveled anywhere because this is my priority. I've had to put my business on hold. Kids love life skills. We were supposed to launch that in freaking January. You know, the new subscription. That's slowly happening. You can only do so much in a given day. And you want to be mindful of that. And what is your priority? Your business. So if you're burning out, 
I'm going to ask you to regroup. Because if you fail, your whole business fails. And it's that way for most small businesses, not just martial arts schools, most small businesses across the board. If you fail, your business fails. Is that an option? Is that an option? So I hope that helps. I hope that helps a lot. Hey, Jason, what's happening? Hello from Indianapolis. Yeah, Jason said he worked at the YMCA. They paid him $17 an hour. In San Francisco, that's, that's not a lot. Our minimum wage in San Francisco is close to $17 an hour, right? So it's not much. But at least if you can pay a couple of dollars above that, right, you're going to get better quality talent to, to draw from. And, and, and you hear it all the time. I'd rather hire based upon their, their value system and their mindset than their skill set. I can teach their skill set. I'm a great teacher. I can teach you to teach excellent kids. I can teach you to run the after-school program. I can teach you that. I can't teach you to be reliable, dependable, and a team player. I can't teach you that. You either are or you aren't. I can't teach you not to be lazy. You either are or you aren't. So I think when you hire, you want to hire based upon that more than anything, more than anything. We've had an amazing summer day camp staff. And I was telling a parent, all these are new people, but we have systems in place to train them. We train them and they deliver. Cool. So those are all the different things. And as, as we come out of this, what, what, 1637 is the minimum wage in San Francisco. As we come out of this pandemic, as I'm sharing with people, and I know we're not out of it yet, we're witnessing that right now, but what I do know for a fact is that we have a unique opportunity to totally tear down the martial arts business model and rebuild it with a sense of legitimacy, right? Because our industry is much like, God, there's no industry like it. I mean, other than wealth, right? The 1% of the population make 99% of the wealth. In our industry, 1% is making big money. The other 99%, I would say, realistically, is a single school in a strip mall, 1,400 square feet, one person, one person show. And those people need to make money. Those people need to be profitable. And that's why I love working with Sam, Sam on one school owner, 120 students, very modest business, yet he's a multimillionaire because he took what money he made, discipline, invested decade after decade to where he is today. So I really want to help that 99% move that needle because if this 99% gets up to par, we're going to be viewed at totally differently. But if we're viewed at, like, you ever watch that movie, Hand, Fist, Foot, Way? Anybody ever watch that movie? Put, put it in the comments. Hey, Joan. Well, welcome, Joan. Who has ever watched the Hand, Foot, Fist, Way? Put it in the comments. Now, I'm going to tell you why. I feel very blessed being in San Francisco. You know, San Francisco by proximity became a real destination. I mean, this is where Bruce Lee was born, but this is where Bruce Lee came back to when he opened the school in Oakland. There's always been this really intense conglomeration of martial arts schools. There always has been, always has been. And, and the level of that, yeah, Sensei Mish, awesome movie, awesome movie. But when I saw the movie, 
I know it's satire, but when I saw the movie, I had no idea that there are actually martial arts schools out there that behave that way. I didn't know that. I, I seriously, I didn't know that. I, I'm watching this movie going, I don't get it. I don't get it. This guy, his skills are really poor and he can't break a board. And, you know, he's hitting on, you know, underage girls in his school, I think. It's just, I'm going, what is this about? Because at that time, I wasn't consulting. I wasn't doing anything. I, I didn't know a whole lot about that. But I recognized later on through research and stuff, and, and again, getting in the game, there are people out there that run their school that way. Am I right? Do you know anybody like that? Yeah, Jason saw that movie. Hey, Frank. Welcome, Frank. Frank Juarez is joining us. Welcome, Frank Juarez. Right? Do you know a school owner like that? Anybody? Do you know a school owner like that? Put it in there. So there are school owners like that, and that behavior hurts our industry as a whole, hurts our industry. So what a unique time. It's going to take money to make money. It's going to take money to rebuild your school. If you can get a government a SBA loan, if you can do what you need to do to position your business as you come out of this, right? If you're the, by default, if you're the only school standing in your community, it's a good day. But if you're the best school standing in your community, it's an even better day. So I believe that smart business, oh, I used to. They're long gone, thankfully. Yes, I knew a school owner like that. Sensei Mish, luckily, no. See, I never saw that Sensei Mish in San Francisco. I, I was exposed to people like Wally J. Oh, Ernie Reyes Sr. He, he's literally 30 minutes away from me. Ernie Reyes Sr., what a great martial artist. Dave Kovar up in Sacramento, right? An hour and a half away. So I never really saw that. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that at all. Yet it exists out there. And it's because of that. Remember, and that's why I honestly believe and nobody, a lot of people give me pushback on this. I truly believe our industry needs some type of governing board, the FDA, something. Because think about it. Anybody can open up a martial arts school. Anybody. Anybody. As long as you can apply for a business license, nobody checks if you're a qualified black belt. Nobody checks anything. Anything, right? When I opened my business, I didn't have to do a background check on myself. I didn't. I didn't have to get fingerprinted. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Think about that. So I believe that needs to happen, right? Back in when I grew up, there ought to be somebody to vouch for you, kind of like the mafia got to vouch for you. Ernie Reyes was at my black belt testing, him and a gentleman named George Chung. I'm sure you've heard of both of them. You could call up either of them right now. And see, is Brandon Belize a legitimate black belt? Yes, he is. I was at his black belt test. I witnessed it, right? So I think it's really important at some point that that changes. Um, other than all these organizations, you pay for ranking. I, I wish somebody cared that I was an eighth degree black belt. I'm a second generation martial arts. Nobody has ever asked me that question. All that mom cares about is, can you teach my kid to pay attention? Can you help my kid have good self-control? Can you help my kid, you know, build their confidence? That's more relevant than what degree you are. So it's not something we highlight and spotlight in our business, right? 
All right. Let me see if I have other questions. Please put your questions in there, folks. Let me see if I've covered these questions. We only had a few today, and, and I'm cool with that. But, but while we're sitting here, let's talk about It's Time Live Change. I'm very grateful. I'm very blessed to say that we sold out 20 spots. So we opened up another seven. Now, we can do 20 people all day, every day, no matter with what's going on in this situation, all day, every day, we're going to be able to do this. I'm confident of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't believe, well, we don't believe that everything's going to shut down again. We don't see that happening here at all. I don't believe that. Again, maybe just call it faith. As long as we do our due diligence, we wear our mask, temperature checks. You know, California has a lot of people vaccinated. The booster's coming. I believe we're going to be great. Yeah, Letitia's coming. I know that. I know Marco's going to be here. Jason's going to be here. And we'll do it as safe as possible. So we have seven more spots. You know, if I get the 20, if all 20 show up, I'm a blessed person. Because the four-day experience for me, like Jason Smith has said many times, and you should talk to him, it ruined him for other events. There is nothing like it in this industry. To spend four days in a retreat-style environment because I know as a small business owner, and I've heard this so many times in our industry, well, I'm a really good instructor. I'm a real good martial artist, but I suck at business. Well, then become good at business. You once started as a white belt and you sucked at the martial arts. How did you become great as a martial artist? Practice. Okay. And you put in your time. How do you become a great instructor? Practice. And you put in your time. So you need to become great at finances, right? You need to become great at leadership great at culture biz, uh, building, great at your brand, great at rotating curriculum, great at creating the Disney's, great at all those different things. And if you're not willing to do that, your survival rate is probably slim to none. Slim to none, right? You want to really move that needle. You have to do the type of work that nobody wants to talk about. You know why? It requires you to pull back your freaking covers and be honest and do the real work. Not just pay somebody a thousand bucks a month to sit there and tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you fail, what are they going to tell you? Well, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. No, a great mentor should help you understand what is your version of success. And with love and kindness, tell you that, you know what? Get off your butt. Do the work. Do the work and help you achieve that. Cool? So it's time life change, November 13th through 16th. All right? Got to be there. Marco will put that in the comments. So you can get signed up, only seven spots. Let me look for questions. Who's got a question? I love when people have questions in the moment. I'm not seeing anything here. Lots of good conversation going on. Ben Marr, what's happening, Ben Marr? Ivan, what's up, Ivan? So going back to Paul's logo, you might do the I in white, the M in blue, and do family in like a dark gray. Just use a different color t-shirt. That would work too. Black's a variant of gray. You could do that as well, sir. But experiment with that. I would try all those three brand colors and try them in different configurations and then send it over to me, okay? Cool. We got 10 minutes left in this game. All right, put a question in there if you have one. So for a moment, folks, you know, I posted this video yesterday or the day before that we are only in round six of this thing, round six. 
six, all right? Make no mistake, when my good friend, and, 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 and I would call him a mentor in many ways, because I always feel like he's my senior, and I know that's a Korean thing, but when Grandmaster Chung Park got COVID, and he was hospitalized for almost a week, and he couldn't be with his daughter, and he couldn't see his wife, and I guess it got into two of his schools, he said in his video. Don't quote me verbatim, just go watch the video, and his team got in, spread through two schools, and he had to shut them down, and then he stepped up and said, hey, man, I'm telling everyone, you better get the freaking vaccine. You know, it's not what so much that, but when I saw what he was going through, I realized we're not through this thing yet. We are not. It is round six, round six, right? And I've said that all along. We're not done yet, right? We're, we're not in round the later rounds of this thing. We're in it. And again, the strong will survive. So I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and jot down three things you need to do better right now for the later rounds. What are three things? Put them in the comments. What are three things you need to do better better or that you're not doing that's going to help you through round six seven eight nine ten my game plan for the later rounds are not the same as the game plan in round one two three right think about that any great fighter his strategy will change in the later rounds based upon fatigue based upon you know conserving his energy based upon right all those different things it's much like a marathoner they'll pace themselves when they hit mile 25, that last mile, their strategy changes. They take off, right? And they're challenging to, to win the race. So three things that need to shift in your mindset, that need to shift in your strategy as we come into the later rounds of these things. Round six, round seven, round eight. My good friend Jim Non posted today at social media, is it just me or does anybody feel like we're headed for another shutdown? Whoa, whoa. What would that look like if you got shut down? What would that look like if they locked us down again? What would that look like? A great leader will always, and I don't like that one, you know, hope for the best, but anticipate the worst. I don't like that. I think a great, smart leader, strategist, business owner will always look at everything. Help me, help me, stay with me on this. If I'm centered and balanced and I'm in the center of this circle and I'm looking out to every point, 360 degrees on this circle, I see everything equal, equal distance, equal distance, equal distance. You with me on that? So I'm not going, oh, unbalanced, negatively looking at this thing. Oh, this one is sunshine and rainbow. No way. I look at it from a very balanced viewpoint. No matter how challenging it is, I take a look at it. So if I look at it in a very positive, balanced way, what happens if they lock us down again? Well, we've never stopped running online classes. So we have that in place. It's strong. It's solid. It's been the one thing our tribe has counted on for the past year and a half. It's consistent. They trust it. It's there. So many schools I know shut it down. Well, it dwindled down to two or three people. I don't care. Then run some Facebook ads, get some students in Canada that, or, or somewhere they're locked down that, that only want and can do online. Second, me and Letitia were talking about that. She's seeing a lot more school owners are saving for a rainy day now. It's not like 
where we were last March when people got caught with their pants down. People are saving their ducats. So that's another smart thing, right? It's all good, smart business. So what are three things? Did you put them in the comments? Anybody? Ah, uh, come on. No one's going to step up to the plate and be vulnerable. Be vulnerable with me, somebody. Put in those comments three things you need to do different as we come into round six. We have accepted online so much, we built a room dedicated to our online and our school. That's smart. You're, look at this studio I'm standing in, right? We have studios in San Francisco. I would. Our private lessons have quadrupled. Paid private lessons have quadrupled. Nobody has to drive 40 minutes for a 30-minute private anymore. So we're going to keep definitely private lessons. The other day, I polled two uniforms. And I said, no, someone was polling two uniforms. And we set them up on the counter. I go, who's this for? Well, we have two new virtual students that are coming to pick up their uniforms. You see? So I, I, I think it's, it's because of the uncertainty, we're going to continue to run indoors until they tell us we can't. We're going to continue to run outdoors, and we're going to continue to run online. We're going full steam ahead with our after-school program. I think we're at like 17 kids right now, and they're coming back, right? We're going to continue with our game plan until they tell us differently. And if you tell me different, I pivot. I'm fluid. You know, me and my dad used to always have heavy discussions about that. When I was a kid, you know, I would win first place. And if I didn't fight the way he said, he would make me do push-ups. I'd get my first place trophy, I'd hand it to him, and then in front of thousands of people, I'd have to do push-ups. See, the thing he didn't understand that I got and is why I believe for me, my version of success is a little different than my father's, you have to be fluid. You go into the ring with a game plan. If that game plan's not working, what do you do? You shift, you pivot, you adapt, right? That is really the key here. I had somebody reach out to me not too long ago. Can you tell me how to do Zoom? And I just said, sir, you know, I think you're way behind the eight ball on that. But if he's facing closures again of any sort or lockdown or that whole demographic that's afraid of the variants that are going to choose to stay indoors, that's a whole nother revenue stream. That's a whole nother audience, right? I had somebody reach out to me the other day. Oh, uh, can you show me what camera? I'm going to update my equipment now. I have the best equipment all along. I'm going to continue to have the best equipment, right? We're ready for it. If we ended up locked down again, we're ready. We're way ahead of that game. You see where I'm going with this? So as we come in these later rounds, I think the ability to be fluid, the ability to be adaptable, the ability to stop, you know, I know, I know, I know, you know, I sat there for a second the other day in my tar going, oh, man. <sighs> What's up with these variants? You know, but, but then I say, uh-oh, stinking thinking. Boom, check it. Check that, right? It's not time to put down my hands. It's not time to be freaking Roberto Duran and go, no moss, no moss. No, it's time to say, okay, bring it on. Let's go. Let's go, right? You stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with this freaking thing, right? You don't back off like a baby and go cry in a corner. You're the leader of the band, Right? You don't let them see the whites of your eye. You want to talk to me personally? We'll have that conversation. But for your team, for their trust in you, for their confidence in you, right? You don't whine and cry to your team. You don't sit there and go, poor me, poor me, right? 
You reach out to somebody you trust privately and take care of that. And then you strategize and you get back on that bike and you ride it and you make it happen. What is the option? Your school fails. And if that's not an option for you, then you are willing to do whatever it takes within your value system to make that thing happen. Are you with me? Put in the comments. Can I get an amen? Right? Let's see. James, I'm redoing my curriculum, looking to automate as many operations where we can, building relationship systems. I love that word, sir. I, I'm, I'm going to borrow that. Relationship systems. You know me. I'm not all about the leads and the trials, but I like to build relationships. I like that. That should be a mindset. Anytime we design a system, whether it's cleaning the bathroom, how's cleaning the bathroom a relationship system? It is. If a parent comes in there and they're happy with what they see and they can use that nice, clean bathroom, that strengthens the, the relationship. I love, I love it, James. Powerful. Conrad, number one, accept a closure can, can occur. Yep. Yep. Keep online training options. Preframe the culture that we are ready, if need be, to continue if a closure occurs. I like that, right? It's heading it off at the pass. And I think what I would try to do with that, and, and I'm looking at that too now, is maybe post more social media stuff of our online classes. Post, 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 right? Take more screenshots of classes going on. I'm going to ask the team in San Francisco to do that. Please take more screenshots. Let's keep sharing that. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, that could be one way. Again, communicating that in your e-newsletter, communicating that all around. Hey, keep taking your 15-minute complimentary private lessons. They're there. If you miss a class, you can do an online one. We have a girl on vacation right now, and she didn't put her membership on hold. She just did virtual. Cool? But I think the big thing, acceptance is one of those life skills that I've really learned to master. Accepting life's on life's terms does not mean I'm defeated. Okay, accepting life on life's terms gives me a clear playing field to see what's really going on. If I cannot accept what's going on with this pandemic, I cannot pivot and adjust and adapt to overcome it. I know so many people, and I've witnessed it, where they sit there at social media and they bitch about the government, they bitch about this and that, and they take this really hard political stance. Those schools are suffering. They're losing students left and right. Religion and politics, never post publicly. Religion and politics. My daddy said that as a kid, and I live by it. I won't discuss religion or politics with anybody. Anybody, anybody. I simply will not. But that's a discipline, right? But to use your social media platform to sit there and complain about the situation, I don't think that's in your best interest because you're going to alienate a whole audience. So acceptance is a big life skill that has helped me through this. Cool? Cool. All right, let's wrap this up. Facebook Live is super powerful. We've been doing a lot more of it. Yeah. Yep. You know me. I, I utilize social media to, to the hill. All right. So, again, let, let, let's just jump in. I want to thank my sponsors, my studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting, Market Muscles. I love you guys. All of them. These are people I love. Make no mistake. I love Steven Reinstein. I love Letitia. I love Mark on the gang at Kids Love Life Skills. I love Tule, his wife, everybody at my studio. That to me, it makes life beautiful. I'm not going to align myself or hang out with people I don't love. Why spend your time doing that? Life is too short. It's way too precious. Cool? What else we got coming up? Got to join us. It's time live November 13th through 16th. Be there. Me, Sam on. 
Salmon is a gem. He will not record anything he does, but he guarantees the money you spend coming out here, you'll make tenfold with what he advises you to do. Cool? Think about that. And Marco put that link in the comments. We only have seven spots left for that. The It's Time Group Mentoring. I've helped people grow from 10K a month to 50 a month. We're on rotating curriculum the next couple of months. It's only $99, right? You don't like it after a month? You're welcome to drop out. But I guarantee you, in the next couple months, you're going to get what you need, especially when it comes to rotating curriculum. We have a session today at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to reveal our curriculum and how we've mapped that out to help people get going. Cool? What else, Marco? Find us at these popular podcast stations. All of these have Success Never Sleeps, the audio version. You can listen to it at your leisure as well as Mindful Meditation with me, Brandon Beliso. I've had a meditation group since day one of this pandemic. Every night, 30 minutes, 9.30 Pacific Standard Time, I run it live. I cannot tell you, and I told the group of that the other night, this is as helpful for me as it is for you. When I have that long day and I sit there with everybody and we meditate mindfully, boom, it regrounds me, defrags my hard drive, gets me ready to face another one. This is the biggest challenge right now for most people, okay? All right, who's our winner today? Who, hey, Danny, what's up, Danny? Who's our winner today, Marco? Give it to me. Give it to me, give it to me. Why you do that? Let me just double check her. We have my studio, is mystudio.app is their URL. It's kidslovelifeskills.com. Is it lcaccounting.com? I believe it is. And it's marketmuscles.com. If I'm wrong, please put that in there and correct me on that. Make sure I get everybody's URL. Hey, Ivan, I hope you're going to be with us today for our group mentoring, sir. That's at 1230, okay? Who's our winner today, Marco? Yep. Today's winner is Jeremy McLeod. I don't want to say that wrong. Jeremy McLeod. LCAccountingSC.com. So LC, then the word accounting, then SC.com. Is it marketmuscles.com? Tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Yeah, everybody say congrats to Jeremy. All right. So let me leave you with this. I know these are challenging times. I know, I, I know because I'm in it with you. You know, me and the leaf blower at 7.30, the nights we have no janitor, you know, I'm cleaning up like I used to when, when we first opened the school. Um, but what a unique time. I've spent more time with my family. I've spent more time with you in virtual webinars and online. I've spent more time in meditation with folks all over the world that are struggling. And I've had a unique time to really test my faith and see how much I believe. That's it, right? There's people who believe and there's people who don't. And if you believe you're going to get through this successfully, then you take steps and measures to ensure that. If you live in doubt, big trouble. Like Ed Parker Sr. said, those who hesitate, meditate in a horizontal position. It's not a time to hesitate. It's a time to take action and move great. 
So it is marketmuscles.com. And I'll say it. I love everybody that's here. I choose to live from love, tolerance, patience, empathy, acceptance versus living in fear, doubt, prejudice, tolerance. I mean, lack of tolerance, all of that. I want to live in love. We're only here for a minute. And whatever time we spend on this earth, I want to spend in love. And that you can package, that you can scale, that you can monetize. Because at the end of the day, all you need is love, right? In the words of Dionne Warwick, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It goes on and on. We are our better selves when we live in love. And if you can do that every time you teach, no matter how burnt out you are, if you can do that for yourself in your personal time, no matter what is going on, you will be happy and you will be more successful. Cool? Hey, I am Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps. Until we meet again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. 